Hi, and welcome to the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. I'm excited to welcome Jim Sedgwick to the podcast today. As you all know, Jim is our Director of Communications and producer of this very podcast. Hi, Jim. Hey, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Yay. I'm so glad you're on. I'm so glad it worked out. I know. Good to have you. Yes. So, so let's start with who you are, where you grew up, who your family is, uh, anything you want to share. Sure. Uh, how sure. long you've been here, whatever, whatever you want to share. <laughs> uh, I think, I think most people know I grew up here at the church. Um, our family started coming here uh, in 1969 when I was two years old. And um, I grew up in Del Mar and uh, La Jolla Press, it, it changed my life. You know, I mean, coming up here, my parents were big church people and it's where I built my faith. I'm one of those people who say, oh, I've kind of always gone to church. And I, I definitely have a um, a story where I, I accepted Christ and that happened um, actually twice for me, but grew up here at the church, uh, went up to Los Angeles to study advertising at Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, worked in commercial advertising for 15 years, and nine years ago, uh, heard about the communications job here. And I thought I could move back to San Diego. I uh, never became a Dodgers fan living <laughs> up in LA. Couldn't bring myself to that. My poor mother would have rolled in her grave. Um, and came back and I've been here nine years. Uh, my brother is Mike Sedgwick. Um, he was on staff when I started here. It was great fun working with Mike. He's now the senior pastor at Westminster uh, Presbyterian Church in, El in uh, Escondido and doing great. He's really thriving out there. And I'm loving working at La Jolla. Mm -hmm. so, uh, married, Jennifer and I have been married 25 years, almost 26 coming up. We have two girls. Uh, Beth is 18 and Anna is 16. Hard mm -hmm. to believe. Mm -hmm. Hard to believe. Tell, <laughs> tell how you and Jennifer met. Um, I don't know if I've told you this story yet or not, Shannon, but, uh, <laughs> I know uh, the story. I was going to Sunhouse. <laughs> I grew up in Sunhouse and, uh, back when it was a house where the press is now on the quarter of Eads and Klein, it used to be a house. And I, um, prayed for a girlfriend. I, I was lonely and I said, God, can you provide, <laughs> can you send somebody into my life? And uh, that very next Sunday night, I know this isn't the way God always works. And I, I've prayed with people who've not had that prayer answered. But in my case, um, Jennifer walked in the door and I said, hey, who's the new girl? <laughs> and uh, it's a neat um, combination of, uh, you know, Mike, my brother Mike used to say, uh, it'd be weird if we weren't believers. But uh, she grew up in Arcadia. She grew up in L.A. and came down here, studied chemical engineering at UCSD. And went home for Christmas her first year, and her local pastor up there said, hey, have you connected to a church? You know, welcome back. We're glad when you're in college, are you connected? And she said, no, I haven't. I'm still kind of trying to try a few different churches, haven't really found one. And this Lutheran pastor, or congregational pastor mm -hmm. in uh, Arcadia, for some reason said, well, you should check out La Jolla Presbyterian. I wow. hear they have a great youth program. <laughs> great. And so she came back to school at UCSD and uh, tried out La Jolla Press. And uh, we had a, a wonderful, slow, 
you know, it's that you meet somebody and we just found we were hanging out a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> and Sunhouse would be over and I'd walk her out to her car and suddenly it's an hour and a half later and we're still standing in the church parking lot. Yeah. So it's been a huge blessing. It's, I uh, love it. Wonderful. Yeah. So your roots run very deep, La Jolla Press. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. You're so connected here. And yes. so that's so special. That's wonderful. So you guys had a big change in your family this year. So do you want to share a little bit about that? We did. You know, um, as you've experienced twice now, um, our oldest daughter went off to school. Mm -hmm. uh, that was it was a big change for us. And uh, Elizabeth, who who is 18, goes by Beth. Uh, she's attending Concordia University in Irvine, and it's a fantastic experience. Mm. Um, she is my highlight. That whole situation is the highlight of 2020. It's mm. it's the shining star, the the good news, and she's really thriving. Uh, we, I'm so thankful. It's a wonderful. It's Christian school, Lutheran school, and it's deepening and building her faith. Um, they are on campus in mm. person. Their classes are all meeting virtually right now, mm -hmm. but she's still able to live in the dorm, get some of that experience. Uh, she has joined a sorority. She has joined two or three small Bible study groups. Uh, she's helping produce worship from their chapel. Good. Taking 18 units and uh, loves it. So She's busy. Yeah. She's very busy, but that's the way she likes it. Yes, that's, yes. But she likes to complain about it too, but she likes it. Yes, yes. So she's meeting people and, and having a good time up there. Yeah, and they're doing having to do the masks and the social distancing and all that, just like yeah, Mike, you know, Mike is having to do at Whitworth. Yeah. We're we're very they're in Irvine. And mm -hmm. and the campus is a small school. There's about right. fifteen hundred kids normally, and they're on sixty some acres in a gated private community. Mm. So they're set up just about perfectly for COVID. <laughs> Great. Um, Southern California, you can eat outdoors all the time. Mm -hmm. So they've put up tents and tables and uh, they eat outside or eat back in her dorm, but she prefers to eat with friends distanced right. outside. And you can do that in Southern California. So uh, some of the small groups, some of the Bible studies meet outdoors, but the classes are all um, virtual. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. The classes are, are all virtual and um, they opened up for a while. And then when we went back into purple or COVID or, you mm -hmm. know, the, they shut them back down. Mm -hmm. So she tells this funny story. She was taking biology. Um, they share. One of the neat things I really like about Concordia is they pair these classes. Every year you have a pair and your freshman year you take um, theology and biology hmm. back together. And it's like a worldly perspective, a scientific perspective, but also a creation perspective. Wow. So the biology teacher is struggling to um, figure out how to get them to do scientific experiments <laughs> from their homes. And he said, okay, what I want you to do is go out and find some ants. Find ants in your, in your yard or in the, on the campus and put out some fruit and see what happens, you know, as far as ants. Which, which way do the ants prefer? You know, what kind of food do they like? And the kid raises his hand and says, um, Professor, I'm sorry, I'm in Finland oh. and it's winter. What? <laughs> There's six feet of snow on the ground right now. Oh. <laughs> it's still remoting in. Oh my, that's amazing. So it's neat that uh, she does get this 
bigger worldly perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are international students who have chosen not to come to the U.S. Or there's people who live in the U.S. Uh, so much of it is that expanding worldview, mm -hmm. which is just what you want as a parent. Right. It's just what you want in college. Is is hey, I want to challenge you with different ideas, with different thoughts, different cultures, and you know, her good friends from Pennsylvania, and they're already trying to figure out how to have her out here for a while during the summer or during spring break because she doesn't want to go back to the snow in Pennsylvania. Wow. That's so, so cool. She's having a great that. time. Yeah. Oh, it's going good. Well. good. It was, it was tough on me. Mm -hmm. I think it was, it was hard on all three of us. Mm -hmm. uh, Jennifer, obviously, you know, we all miss her and uh, I'm blessed with two daughters that mm -hmm. really get along. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, like any siblings, they, they can, go back and forth, but <laughs> nothing like my brothers and I. So they, they really do have a great, great relationship. And it's been hard on Anna. And uh, it was it was a rough road for me. Right. <laughs> to say goodbye that way. So Right. I know. It is hard. You do miss them so much. Yeah. But they come back and then they come back and then <laughs> they, they come, come back. back and then they come back. <laughs> yes. And we're only an hour and 20 minutes away. It's a drive, right. you know, I mean, we can go up for the day and take her out to lunch mm -hmm. and uh, technology is, is amazing. Yes. We FaceTime a lot and uh, mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's because you're such a great dad. And so she's just your little buddy. Yeah. And, and when your kids are also your friends, you do miss them when they're away. So that's very natural. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we miss them, right? It could be right. it could yeah. be that we're like, get out of our house. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, why don't you explain what it means to be the director of communications at LJPC? And I know that it's changed this last year, but yes. why don't you explain what that was before COVID? And then we'll talk about what that looks like in COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Fairly on, early on in my tenure here, I unofficially changed my title to Director of Communication Ministries. Mm -hmm. And I, I really felt it was important to have that ministry in the title mm -hmm. because I 100% think it is a ministry. It is. You know, uh, go and tell all the world right. about Jesus. This is, this is our mandate, you know, and uh, through any means necessary. And whether that means the Roman roads, you know, Paul said, I'm going to use the latest technology. And the Roman roads allowed Paul to travel the, the known world, proclaiming the gospel. Mm. Uh, the church said, Gutenberg, we want to talk to you. We need to commission you. We, you know, you've invented the printing press 15 minutes ago, and now <laughs> we got to print a Bible. We need to get this out. Uh, you know, Calvin, we want the, 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 the language of the day. We want to be able to have the, the gospel, not just locked away in Latin but make it available to, um, and I feel that same way. I think mm. there's amazing technology afoot. We're in a, a changing time mm -hmm. and we can use those technologies and we can use those techniques for proclaiming the gospel mm -hmm. to minister to those who can't get out or can't be near us or are far away. You know, so I really do see it as a ministry. I, I know you and I are both also, uh, creative people, mm -hmm. you know, we're both artists and creative. And I really think that I am reflecting my maker. I'm mm -hmm. made in God's image and God is creative. Hmm. You know, God, you look at aardvarks or giraffes or mm, God, right. you know, the diversity. God is incredibly creative. Right. And if I'm made in his image, then I'm glorifying God. 
when I'm being creative, Mm -hmm. when I'm doing my artwork. So um, that's what I I mean. I I really I do say there's three pillars for communication. The communications ministry here at La Jolla Press, we have three pillars. One is keep the congregation informed of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Keep the internal communications, keep everybody on the same page, let the congregation know, help the staff communicate. Uh, The second pillar is outreach and tell the community what we're doing. And community can mean a lot of different things, not necessarily just Mm -hmm. La Jolla, but let the outside world know what's happening here and invite them in. And then that third pillar is ministry. And that in all of that, we should be drawing people closer to God. Hmm. You know, we we say we want to express that God is amazing and help people experience that God's amazing. Hmm. Experience and express the transforming love of God. So we're giving people those opportunities to share that transforming love. So that's kind of communications in a nutshell. I love that. Like you say, in 2020, it all changed. (laughs) Yes, it did all change. But Jim, you're such a visionary. And I love that, that you, you just don't follow the, the script of life, you know, and, and you, you see the bigger picture in it. And that's what makes you so special. And that's why you're successful at our church. You're successful in what you do. And um, I think everyone that knows you knows that you have such a passion for Christ and you really show that in your work. So thank you for that. So why don't, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you share uh, what 2020 has been like? How, how have things changed for you? <laughs> um, this is the part of the interview I've been most nervous to talk about. <laughs> Um, well, just, you know, you, no, you, yeah, you can just talk about, um, it's, it's good. You know, it, it, things changed incredibly fast. And when things got shut down, um, it, a lot of people's jobs, sadly, a lot of people's jobs went away. And first right. I want to acknowledge that right. I'm super blessed. The church has been great about keeping every staff member on anyone who wanted to be here. Right. And you know, we had a couple retires, but, um, it, the church was awesome. And, and, and Paul, your husband's uh, and the session and the leadership, the first mandate was protect the staff. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to cut funding, but not payroll. You are not, you know, cut right. program, but not right. payroll. And I'm, I'm honestly super thankful to have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, a lot of people are in a hard situation. So uh, a lot of people's job got much quieter. You know, a lot of people said, oh, my job, what, how can I do community life events or how can, you know, uh, there's not as much to do, whereas my job got much, much, much busier. Right. So we launched into it very quickly. I've always been somewhat familiar with uh, video editing Mm -hmm. and that has changed incredibly. So (laughs) (laughs) that's. A huge part of it now is just, or, or especially before, in the, in the first six months of the pandemic, was vi- uh, editing, editing, editing. Right. And, uh, I went through a, a period of, of complete overwork. Right. Um, that was challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I went 120 12-hour days in a row. Right, right. <laughs> Which yes. is not good and healthy. Right. And, you know, it, you go into a panic kind of situation for a while, but right. it's not super sustainable. So thankfully the church recognized even right before um, COVID happened, we started talking about a uh, 
AV technical director, Mm -hmm. you know, hiring a position, seeing this is where the world is going. This is where the church is going. And then I think that COVID has been a giant accelerator in this area. Uh, It's really been interesting to see how people want to consume church. Mm -hmm. Um, And an expansion of the church, you know, suddenly church can be on a Tuesday afternoon. Church can, you know. And people can watch from Finland. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> people can watch from Finland. We have we have a number of people from uh, Texas, you know, from your right. old congregation, right. you know, right. who are, are Paul Spokes. Right. Little right. Paul, he's doing so good. <laughs> you know, I get lots of feedback from them. They have, uh, it's fun to hear them. Um, so we've expanded uh, geographically, but also trying to meet people where they are. You know, and and I think that is where we live. We live in a Netflix video on demand Mm -hmm. culture. This Mm -hmm. is what people want. Um, I want to binge watch four episodes of my favorite show, or I want to pause it and then come back the next day. And people would, you know, want the same thing uh, for church, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, 30%, I think, of our watch, of our view are not on Sundays. You know, we have people watching all the week. Uh, anecdotally, people say, oh, I want to just, I'll watch the sermon when I have some quiet time. Mm. And then I'm going to play the, the the music while I do the dishes. Mm. And then when my kids are really paying attention, I'm going to pull them apart and pull them aside. And we'll do a special children's uh, message, just Sunday school, as part of their schooling or as mm. part of the, yeah. Right. So um, we're meeting people where they are, which is great. Um and really what my next goal is, is engagement, not just viewing, you know, but how do we engage those online? Mm-hmm. How do we um, make disciples? Right. So that, that's kind of a vision of where we want to go is um, how do we find those people? How do we connect with those people? How do we show and then draw them closer to Christ? You right. Know? Um, so that's, that's kind of the upcoming challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, the church, like I say, they've been great. We had this this crazy work time, particularly when we were trying to film all the music mm-hmm. from people's homes. You know, we would have the, the, right. the you know, and then sync up all the tracks. Right. <laughs> it was a big challenge. Um, we hired somebody hourly um, to come in and help with the music. And mm-hmm. we switched over. Now we would do all the, the recording in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So the quartet, the band... The brass, the strings, uh, we record them professionally in a more controlled environment of the sanctuary, which has been great. Uh, I joke about I get these little mini concerts throughout the week. And, right. You know, <laughs> it's just four of us in the room, but um, the quartet can sing to us and uh, we hear beautiful music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, edit those together and share them in the services with the congregation. Mm-hmm. So we've hired somebody hourly, which is great for mm-hmm. that. And now we are just in the uh, almost final stages of um, hiring somebody full time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, because of the generosity of the congregation, we had a wonderful December. We finished the year very strong financially. Mm-hmm. And that's given us the confidence to actually make a new hire. Um, going into COVID, you know, we did have, like I say, a number of, of retirements uh, and we were actually down four positions. Mm. Uh, Ron Bowles retired. Um, my brother Mike 
uh, moved. Uh, Pastor Stan um, unexpectedly passed away. And so we've been a little short staffed. Right. Um, but now we feel confident in, in helping that to come, start coming back. And, and the very first one is this director of uh, audio video yes. technical director position, uh, which will really uh, help us tremendously in that tech world, which right. is where it's all going. You know, how do we keep continuing to reach people with excellence? Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. Right. Yes, it is exciting. And I think some people think that um, it's all happening live. I don't think people realize what's Mm. going on behind the scenes, that what they're watching on Sunday morning isn't necessarily happening on Sunday morning. (laughs) Or it isn't at all happening on Sunday morning. It's not at all happening on Sunday morning. It's an interesting ballet. Um, The other thing that I have gotten, I've gotten really good video editing, also spreadsheets and media management. I had no idea how much media management there is because we do record almost everything separately. Um, All the elements uh, are recorded separately. Uh, We record the band, they do four songs a night uh, all together, four to six songs. The quartet can do eight hymns in an evening, the brass and the strings. Uh, get recorded separately, and those are edited together with the quartet. And then we have the announcements, the sermon, obviously, uh, Scott from his backyard, which everyone loves, <laughs> and uh, <Right. laughs> uh, bringing in all, you know, 15 to 20 different elements um, every week, and then labeling them all. And say, okay, no, this is this, and this right. is that, and, and combining them into one service. Uh, it's been interesting. I'm sure you've talked to Paul about it. I think on the podcast about how he's preaching on Thursdays, which right. is different than any time in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely thrown off everybody's timeline. Right. And uh, he's preaching Thursday morning and it becomes a real challenge with current events. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, that's I think his biggest um hardship with it is one, it it just throws off his week and sermon prep and all that. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when there's breaking news, um, how do you acknowledge that? How do you speak to that when you've recorded in advance and Mm -hmm. and we've gone back for second takes and we've put disclaimers at the beginning and (laughs) tried all of those things. Um, But that's part of the the struggle or or Mm -hmm. difficulty Mm -hmm. of um, pre-recording. Right. Right. Because you can, people don't realize that you can, you're recording a bunch of music that you may not be actually putting on the video for weeks. Right. (laughs) Right. No, no, absolutely. We are, uh, I don't know if you talk about the date or not, but it's beginning of February as Mm -hmm. we, as we're speaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, this next week we're starting to record record Easter music. Isn't that amazing? About Easter. Uh, we we uh, gave the custodians a little bit of a heart attack by setting up the Christmas tree in the sanctuary in October. Right. Uh, particularly no, with... No one with knew the, that. No. Sneak it in there. Right. With the instrumentalists, you know, we record the brass. We have a brass quintet uh, and a string quartet. And um, we record them separately in advance. And then we've worked out technically how we can play that for the vocalists. Mm-hmm. So we need to record them. 
edit it, uh, then play it for the vocalists, record the vocalists singing, and then edit the, the instrumentalists and the vocalists <laughs> together into a, um, a piece. So, um, yeah, there was, I, I was laughing with Paul that there was a time in November, right, as we were doing all these Christmas things. And I, I looked at the, the hard drives on my desk and I said, Paul, I think we created 120 gigabytes of data this week. Wow. <laughs> Just in, because we also um, shoot everything with multiple cameras. Right. Yeah, so we have the side camera and the front shot and the, the close up. And um, we're really blessed um, to be able to do it well. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a reason why the church has kind of flourished is mm-hmm. uh, because of the generosity of the congregation, because of the uh, um, support and investment right. of the session. Uh, the, the churches I really feel for are, are the one senior pastor who's just trying to figure out how to connect with people right. over their phone mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to hire somebody like myself or somebody mm-hmm. like the AV director position uh, to be able to have a little space to dream and think and play mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. do technically interesting things has been an incredible opportunity mm-hmm. that I know not every church has. Right. Well, this has been such a learning curve for you. Yeah. Um, and that's probably what took a lot of time at the beginning was just trying to figure out this behemoth, <laughs> this, <laughs> under, this huge undertaking, you know, and, um, but I, it, I'm amazed you're so talented that you put together and craft this beautiful professional service for people to, watch and listen to whenever. And when I, I have to say, I've, I've looked at a lot of other churches and we're doing pretty good, Jim. <laughs> yes, we are. We're I very- don't want to brag about us, <laughs> but we're looking pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of, of the product that we're putting out. Right. Um, I think it does glorify God. Yes, definitely. Um, and, and it does bring people closer to him and, uh, Mm-hmm. We're very blessed to have that. Yes, we are blessed. Yeah, the other thing that, that I know Paul talks a lot about is is it is that unknown, that constant creativity that's so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Is uh, you know uh, you can't just put anything on remote. You can't say, oh, we're just going to do it like we've always done right, it. Right. Right. Um, it's reinventing and revigorating and, and reimagining. And mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it Ash Wednesday is coming up, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we have, we're going to distribute ashes. Uh, really? So uh, we're, we're only going to do an online Ash Wednesday service. Mm. So on Sunday uh, afternoon, we're recording special Ash Wednesday music. Mm. Uh, right over here on the, my desk, I have uh, some ashes from previous years. I've ordered mm. little Ziploc baggies. And uh, there'll be an opportunity over the next two weeks to stop by the church People can pick up uh, a little bit of ashes mm-hmm. and um, experience an Ash Wednesday service like never before. Right. And, um, we don't really know how that's going to go. If people want to self ash, <laughs> put a cross <laughs> on your forehead with self-ash. ash. Self uh, ash. How does that work? I don't Is know. It, uh, Paul gave it the the green light as far as theologically. You know, okay. Do you declare yourself dust, and to dust you will return? Wow! I, I really like Ash Wednesday. I like I those traditional too. services. 
Um, I've always liked the 11 p.m. Christmas Eve mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. My daughter Beth and I have done that a couple of years, mm-hmm. last couple of years, and um, I'm all in on that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, we worked out a plan to have ashes available. Um, you can stop by the church in the next couple of days or weeks and right. uh, get a little packet of ashes and some instruction, mix it with water or oil, and enjoy our Ash Wednesday service. That's so, so cool. <laughs> Where do yeah. our ashes come from? Um, people might, people might, might want to know that. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> For a long time, it's interesting because they don't have to come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Theologically, uh, there's nothing special mm-hmm. about the ashes. Um, traditionally, they come from the palm fronds right. from the previous Palm, palm Sunday. Right. So we have had people who collect those palm fronds. And burn them and then filter the ash. Elsie mm-hmm. uh, landed it for years and years and years. Um, and then where she's currently living, she can't have a right. fire. So <laughs> right. um, somebody else did it. Uh, previously, uh, obviously, um, a year ago was right as we were going into COVID. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a Palm Sunday service. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any 2020 palms mm-hmm. to burn. Um at church, we're a little bit of hoarders. You know, the, there's a lot of closets around here. Right. And <laughs> we don't get rid of stuff. I and uh, I have a jar here that says 2013 ashes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so they are from Elsie. These are, these are ashes that Elsie made. Yes. And uh, that's what we'll be using for this year. Yeah. Um, but you can also buy ashes on Amazon. Mm, you can? So, you know, Yes. <laughs> Palm ashes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, or, or religious supply type company. Interesting. It's, it's a little bit like the, the baptismal water. Hmm. It, it doesn't have to be special. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holy water. It's, right. uh, it's the water that you have available. It, it, this, that's where the, the symbolism is, is not in the, the physical thing. Right. It's the right. spiritual thing. Right. So, yes. Yes, thank uh, God, because the funny little <laughs> communion cups we're using, where you have to peel off the top layer and you yes. eat a piece of cardboard is what that wafer tastes like, mm-hmm. and then you have the little juice. So thank God it's not about the actual substance. <laughs> it's about uh, the spirit. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but this coming Sunday is uh, communion again, mm-hmm. February 7th. And my daughter, Anna, and I are planning on bringing our own. Oh, yeah. Good. It's a little better. You want to bring a, a baggie with your own bread and, you know, that's fine. I think that's great. That's a great so, idea. <laughs> Everyone's Jennifer, sitting there with big loaves. <laughs> Jennifer was on the team that helped make, my wife Jennifer was on the team that helped bake the communion wafers. Mm-hmm. So she has the uh, recipe and actually made extra wafers. They're in the Good. freezer at home. Good. <laughs> I and think because it's good. Jennifer, she made whole wheat ones too. Oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> the healthy choice. Yes. Yes. Much better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Again, though, it's not, you know, it, it's right. what's happening in your heart. Right. You exactly. Exactly. Um, so. Definitely. Well, I think we know the challenges that you faced in 2020, uh, <laughs> but what have been some of the surprises or the joys or the things that have been unexpected? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it really is that growing of reach that, uh, you know, they say that 2020 Easter 
more people heard the gospel than any time in human history. Amazing. Wow, that, that gives me chills. <sighs> I know. I know. And uh, they literally, we literally helped break the Facebook video mm. servers. Mm-hmm. That halfway through our Easter service, uh, the video just stopped and, and started over again and got glitchy. And uh, we we thankfully duplicate the um, the systems and we have right. them on. You can get the service on Facebook. You can get the service on our Vimeo channel, right. um, on our website. And so uh, people kind of switched over to Vimeo. But uh, for the message about Jesus's resurrection to literally take over Mark Zuckerberg's servers and break Facebook. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it, it. it's super fun. Uh, this is um, not super related to us, but the Presbytery of San Diego has one of our missions that I'm, I'm particularly passionate about is the South Sudanese American Presbyterian mm-hmm. Fellowship. Mm-hmm. They meet at Orange Avenue. They share the space with urban life. And they are refugees who escaped from South Sudan, and their language is Noir, mm. and they do church services in Noir. And they are reaching people from the Noari tribe all over the country, wow. including South Sudan, because wow. they're online. Everybody's online now. Wow, Everybody's I love it. This. And uh, they, the South Sudanese Presbyterian Church down at Orange Avenue is ministering to friends and relatives and people all the way over in, in South Sudan, Africa. So we've seen people from China. We've seen people from the Middle East. We've seen people across the United States, uh, people who used to go here, uh, you know, people who used to pastor here. Right. Um, <laughs> are all checking in and we're making those connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another blessing is that my personal skills have really developed. And, right. You know, it's an accelerator as far as uh, video and um and and then also just being not on a set track. Mm-hmm. Oh, what what can we do for Christmas? Hmm. How can we do a candlelight service? Um, how can we do an Ash Wednesday? Mm-hmm. How can we reimagine that? How can we look at it in a you know? You never say, "Oh, it's the way we've always done it before." Hmm. Right? Right? <laughs> I have not right. said that very right. much this year. This is the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Oh, how can we make VBS work? How can we make summer camp work? Um, you know, we mailed uh, Advent candles to mm-hmm. a large percentage of the congregation. And um, it was a, a huge, fun thing to have everybody kind of celebrating in their homes, in their pajamas. Um, <laughs> awesome, great, cute pictures and uh, with their little candles. Right. And, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, pastors and, and Sunday school teachers love to say the church is not a building. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we know. Right. No, now you can't go in the building and yet the church is still great. Right. The other thing that's been super fun has been the drive through blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done a number of different collections for food and, and toys for Christmas, um, clothing, uh, to help support our mission partners and, and to help uh, distribute that. There are a lot of people who are hungry mm-hmm. in San Diego mm-hmm. and, and to be able to uh, just see the outpouring of generosity uh, has been wonderful. Yes. So people are stopping by uh, again the last Saturday of February, the 27th. We're having another one from June. 
Uh, people can stop by, bring food, mm-hmm. and um, then distribute those. Then we distribute that food through Ebenezer and Urban Life mm-hmm. and a, a number of other mission partners who are helping feed hungry, mostly kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, throughout San Diego. Mm-hmm. So and I hope those things can, I hope that continues. That's yep. something that's been really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, and I would love to see that go on even once all the COVID stuff is over. Sure, sure. No, I think there are a bunch of things that, oh, we're not going back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So, definitely, yeah. definitely. So I know that you don't know what the spring and the summer months hold, but <laughs> uh, do you see anything evolving or changing as much as you can predict or is this an impossible question? It may be an impossible question. I've, I've tried to give up predicting. And, and I think at some point right. I, I did drop my crystal ball and it, it <laughs> shattered. <laughs> um, my personal thought is that, thank God for the vaccine mm-hmm. on the way. I think that's uh, great. I, you know, uh, which sadly is a little bit of, maybe of a controversial thing to say to some people, but I'm very enthusiastic about mm-hmm. that. But I think we're going to keep wearing masks and keep um, being pretty isolated until we have pretty good herd immunity. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be the fall at the earliest Mm. uh, would be my personal prediction that we, it will be a, it'll be easier with summer because it's not cold and flu season. Right. You can do more outside, you know? um, But I think before we go really back inside, I I think it will be Mm -hmm. fall with the earliest. Mm -hmm. Um, my younger daughter, Anna, is in high school, and I don't expect her to uh, go this year mm-hmm. in person classes. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but I'm hopeful for the fall. I think I think that things will start to return to uh, yeah. some some sort of new normal. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a lot of things that we've come up with that that I hope we keep. Mm-hmm. You know, the drive-throughs, mm-hmm. the 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 you know, and and I think. A lot of people are going to keep wanting to watch online, you know, mm-hmm. or say, oh, I really like having church on Tuesdays, that, mm. you know, after the kids go to bed <laughs> right. and I can really concentrate and, <laughs> and, you know, that's still a blessing. Mm-hmm. I, I think if, if they're getting fed, but also getting connection, I mm-hmm. think a part of church is connecting with other believers, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I want my mission to go, mm-hmm. you know, is how do I connect people? How do we uh, build community and engagement mm-hmm. even over vast geographical locations. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. Right. Right. But that's where I hope that it's going. Right. And, and I have to say, I have loved having church outside. I know that there are, you know, challenges to that, but we have the weather for it and we have been so blessed with great weather and It was just amazing a couple of Sundays ago when I was sitting there listening to Paul preach and I could hear the waves crashing. Yes. And I just was completely blown away by that experience, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just felt so thankful to God that I'm sitting in this place and in this space listening to the word um, from Paul and then God speaking through the waves crashing. Right. It was like a double dose. Yes. And it was just unbelievable. So yeah. we just have been so blessed ugh, to have that. Right. Yes. I, 
I'm all for staying outside. You do yeah. anything at the Presbyterian Church twice, and it's a tradition. <laughs> so uh, people did come up and say, "Oh, Christmas Eve, we should do Christmas Eve outdoors every year." Yeah. I think you know, we're like, well, normally we get two thousand people. We <laughs> I know only if we purchase. And anyone, anyone out there want to purchase the rec center for La Jolla? If they yeah. want to purchase the rec center, then we could have it outside. <laughs> the rec center was plan B or C. Uh, we did try every possible combination of shutting down the street, the rec center, the bishops, right. La Jolla High uh, for Christmas Eve, and, right. and everybody is shut down. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I the sunset on Christmas Eve was one of those uh, magical God chiming in moments for me. You know, after that first service, the sunset was gorgeous. Right. And the, the campus was gorgeous and it was wonderful. It was cozy uh, and felt great. Yeah. 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 Uh, my, my big hope for worship is, is if we can, you know, um, have a little bit more interaction, you know, and, and singing particularly, mm-hmm. which uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day where we don't wear masks. Right. Me we too. don't have to wear masks. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's difficult for, for all the vocalists to, to uh, are people singing along? Yeah. Are people are they into this? Right, I, I, right. It's hard to get as a speaker. It's hard to get feedback from a camera, but it's hard to get feedback from a masked mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. also. Um, so that that's one of the things I'm hoping for that will soon returning to normal mm-hmm. would be a um, more interaction between the congregation and the musicians and right. speakers. Right, definitely. Well, uh, I know that a big reason our church has navigated this pandemic so successfully is because of your hard work and passion for the Lord. And thank you for that Um, and for your passion for our church community. Um, So how can our church be praying for you and for the staff? What are your thoughts on that? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I would I would covet prayers mm. for myself, my family, and the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staff's done a remarkable job. Uh, I do want to publicly just say what a treasure Paul is to mm-hmm. you, uh, because I could not ask for a better boss to walk through this. He is he is doors open and mm-hmm. he's always a good listening ear and, mm-hmm. and so supportive. Uh, but uh, with that said, we all do need prayers. Right. Um, uh, I think two specifics for me in particular. Uh, are this new hire, this mm, AV tech mm. director, which is a blessing, but I'm also a controlling person. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, I've been doing it all myself. Right. So to let some of that go mm. and to recognize that with a new person on the team, that things aren't going to look just how I picture them. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll probably look better. I mean, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for sure. but that's it, hard. It, you know, Mm-hmm. That that's a that's a prayer for me. Mm-hmm. Um that uh um that just that whole transition mm-hmm. goes smoothly. And then um high school over Zoom is hard. Mm-hmm. Anna's doing really well. She's she's working so hard. And um if you're listening to this and know Anna, don't tell her I said this. <laughs> she's not gonna listen to this. And I don't want 50 people going to right, talk to her. So right, right. Don't, t- don't talk to her about it, right. Leave her alone. But And, and she's doing great. Her grades are great. Of and, course. Uh, but uh, four hours of Zoom, five hours of Zoom every day mm. is rough for yeah. anyone. 
and particularly a 16 year old mm-hmm. <laughs> who's basically kind of home alone right. three days a week, you know, and she's doing it. She's getting up on time. She's logging in. A, a lot of kids in the school are struggling far, far worse than her, you know? Uh, so we should, can, you know, elementary is, is even worse than high school, right. you know? Um, we made these signs early in the pandemic that say we're praying for the teachers and students mm. and they're still outside the mm. front of the church. And I still have one in my front yard Me too, <laughs> um, because we're still praying for, right. for our teachers and our students, which are having a, a hard time. Uh, Anna plays in the band and the band is a great community. Mm. Uh, they were scheduled to be in the Rose Parade uh, mm. this past mm. January. And thankfully the Rose Parade has invited them back. Good. So they have another year and, and she'll be marching down Colorado Boulevard in the, um, January, 2022. Yay. God willing. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, that would be the other prayer mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, uh, high school kids, students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. I know the kids have missed out on so much, but they are resilient and yeah. so, so I keep saying that, that this year plus now is going to, um, just kind of disappear from our brains. It's, it's like giving childbirth. I know you can't relate to this necessarily, <laughs> Jim, but <laughs> you know, you went through it, <laughs> you know, it happened, yeah. but it just kind of disappears from your brain. <laughs> You know, maybe I, also I, the first year of your child's life. You can relate to that. You know, you went through the first year, but praying <laughs> um, about it a week ago, and it was interesting because there's a member of our church who came to mind who I haven't really thought of too much. Hmm. Who's a, a, an older gentleman, um, and uh, suffered from polio hmm. when he was young, hmm. and uh, we haven't talked about it a ton, but. A little bit, and he uh, got polio, <laughs> and and has some paralysis, and you know uh, missed a year of school, and um, he's doing great. He's doing <laughs> he great, right? Wonderful, successful life. <laughs> you know, um, missing a, a year of high school, a year of high school remotely right. is not the end of the world, right? Uh, turns out she doesn't have to take the SAT test because colleges have all waived that. <laughs> so but it's, still, it's, it's gonna, it is hard. It's going to work out fine. It's but still it, hard it in is, the midst. Yeah, in the midst, it's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Well, Jim, is there anything you'd like to add before we close? Well, Shannon, just thanks for doing the podcast. That uh, it's been so fun to listen to all the episodes. Mm-hmm. And to, to get to know people, every time I hear one, I think, well, I work with this person. Or I, I certainly know who they are. And I learned something new and exciting. Yeah. So um, thank you to you for, and to Paul. Again, I, I'm just really grateful for his leadership. So the Cunningham family is a treasure. Well, you guys are too. And thank you. And, and I do, I don't think people realize how unique our staff and our church community is not, not every church is like this, you know, not every staff is like this, that where people get along so well and they support each other and they work together and they collaborate and they brainstorm and they make it happen. And you're yeah. a huge part of that. And we could not have done this or gotten through this so successfully without you, Jim. I mean, really you and your family, you guys have really stepped up and um, we knew you would. We, we're not surprised by it. 
but we're very thankful. So thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Jim, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and Jim Sedgwick.